to another edition of the Unicorns Podcast. This is a podcast series featuring business leaders, motivators, innovators, and general go-getters. Well, today on the Unicorns, I'm talking with Millen Cooper, Chief Executive Officer at First AML. First AML is an anti-money laundering technology company focused on the end-to-end customer onboarding journey for financial and professional services firms. First AML currently services a range of clients, including KPMG and Grant Thornton. Millen Cooper is the co-founder of the business, which was established in 2018. Since then, the company has seen an exciting period of growth and most recently set up office in the UK. Millen, welcome to the program. Great to be here, Justin. So, headquarters for First AML is in New Zealand. You have an Australian operation and now a UK outpost. How do you manage your time? Uh, it's very difficult running a business across three countries, especially the, the time zones we're operating in. And so um, we are be- becoming very accustomed to uh, late night and early morning calls to, to speak with our colleagues in London. And um, we are, yeah, we are doing our best to to grow our business across these three markets. And, and we're really pleased with what we're seeing so far. I was going to say, are you manage, managing to get any sleep at all, trying, trying to balance all of those time zones? Oh, it's, it's difficult at times, but you know, we, we, do a, we do a good job of this and we are getting used to it as a business. And uh, the business is adjusting to this new way of working. And certainly, the, you know, key senior people are, are having to be somewhat flexible and and, and the hours of the day they're online and um, we're making it work so far and yes, we're getting some sleep. Well, I'm keen to know more about what's happening in the UK. You set up business there, I think it was earlier this year uh, and since then, from what I understand, it's been growing very strongly. So can you tell our listeners about the inspiration behind why you targeted the UK and how it's been since launch? Yeah, sure. So we're we're a business focused on streamlining the way that uh, KYC or know your customer checks uh, occur, and it's notoriously been a very painful process for everyone involved. And uh, we're a technology business focused on bringing efficiencies and and automations to this process. And what we've recognised is that the United Kingdom experiences many of the same pain points um, that, that we, we're experiencing down here in, in Australia and New Zealand. And so we're quite excited to, to get our business into these new markets and to tell our story there. And um, certainly the motivation for expansion into the UK was around the size of the market opportunity. And, you know, it's, it's sort of order of magnitude bigger than Australasia. And so um, we're, okay. we're ex- exactly so we're excited about selling into, you know, a, a much larger market, and um, and it's great to see that uh, the the reception of our product in that market is really positive, and the the pain points being experienced by by folks up there are much the same as as down here, and our value proposition is is landing really well. And are you seeing, Millen, that while you're headquartered there in uh, in London, in the UK, that your product is getting noticed not only through through the UK, but through um, greater Europe? 
Yeah, it is, and we've been signing up customers in in the EU, uh, in Germany, and conversations ongoing in Ireland and in the Netherlands. And so, um, our our immediate focus has been United Kingdom, but of course, uh, being in such close proximity to these other markets allows us to have good conversations with potential customers close by as well. And um, yeah, that's that's shaping up well, and we we really see. Uh, the UK and our London office as as a launch pad into into greater Europe. So you've now got uh, New Zealand, Australia, and the UK. It's probably premature to say what you know what's next, what's what's coming up, any other geographical footprint. But is, is it um, is it something that's on your mind that you could potentially take your tech solution to other parts of the world? Yeah, absolutely. It it always is, and and what's great about the space we're operating in is that um, there is fairly consistent uh, regulation throughout the world, and it is um, a piece of uh, regulation that is overseen by an organisation called the Financial Action Task Force, and this mm-hmm. is an intergovernmental organisation and. The member countries all um, sign up to sort of follow similar principles when it comes to anti-money laundering. And so what that means for us as a business is that there are common principles followed throughout the the world and uh, we're quite excited to, to bring our product to, to new markets. And um, on the horizon is North America where um, the US and Canada also um, you know follow these common principles. Okay, so people would have heard of money laundering. Do you think there's a widespread understanding of what anti-money laundering is? Do you have to explain what um, what it is your company does and how it works to, say, the regular punter out there? We, we do at times, and uh, I think the regular punter is becoming more educated on this. Um, mm. What's happened in many countries is that um, governments have rolled out what's known as tranche two of anti-money laundering regulation. And what that means is lawyers, accountants, and real estate agents all need to start complying um, with these rules. And when they are onboarding new clients, they need to perform these checks. And that happened in New Zealand in 2018, and um, it's poised to happen in Australia in the next couple of years. And it does bring a greater awareness to, uh, to anti-money laundering laws because when you're selling a house, um, you have to go through these checks. When you're engaging with an accountant or a lawyer, you have to go through these checks. So what we've, se- we've seen certainly in New Zealand is that there's a, there's a greater level of understanding on, on anti-money laundering now. Um, it still does uh, frustrate people and annoy people because... Uh, they do consider it um, slightly intrusive, um, but there are good reasons why these laws are in place. So you've mentioned tranche two. This has been on the radar, certainly in Australia, for a while now, but the wheels of change appear to be moving very slowly, uh, and notwithstanding that there has been a change of government in Australia this year, what can the Albanese government in Australia do to make this a priority? Look, I, I think it needs to be a priority because Australia is really lagging behind its international peers on the rollout of tranche two. So um, what we are what what we are seeing is that um, the Australian property industry, uh, in particular, is being used 
um, for by, by criminals to launder money and um, and it, it is time for the government to act and, and catch up with its peers on the international stage. The um, the result of not taking action here is that uh, Australia will be increasingly identified as uh, you know as, as a place in which uh, business perhaps isn't being conducted as how may I say as, as rigorously or with, mm. with the same level of compliance as other countries such as the United Kingdom, New Zealand and Canada. And so I, I, I see incre- increasing pressure on uh, this Australian government to take action here. I mean, it would seem to make no sense whatsoever that if there was a solution for things to be improved, but yet for whatever reason, red tape, compliance, legal documents, like, come on, guys, get it done. We need this. Yeah, absolutely. And what it comes down to, Justin, is, is, is really um, helping restrict the uh, the criminal activity that does exist, and we 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 many of us turn a blind eye to us to this, but there's really horrific crimes that are occurring in our society, and um, money laundering uh, enables these crimes, and mm. uh, access access to the financial system um, allows these criminals to uh, to get away with this, and. And we really dig into what's going on with uh, human trafficking and, and drug trafficking, um, and you educate people about the horrors of this. Um, there's there's often quite uh, quite consistent agreement that these laws do make sense. I mentioned in my introduction a, a couple of the clients that you are working with. Perhaps give us a sense of the the size and scale, Millen, of your operation and some of, if you can, some of the clients that you're currently doing business with. Yeah, so we uh, we operate across, uh, obviously, New Zealand, Australia and the United Kingdom and we're serving customers uh, who are captured by anti-money laundering requirements in these markets. And these tend to, uh, these tend to be around four customer verticals. The legal mm-hmm. sector, the accounting sector, the uh, real estate sector, and the entire financial services sector. And so um, we are currently serving customers, um, you know, from, you know, the sort of medium size legal and accounting firms who need to comply with these rules up to, you know, the large enterprise and quite recognizable names such as KPMG, Deloitte, and EY. And everything in between. And so, how do they maybe walk us through how they those those firms actually use your software, First AML? Yeah, so they have an obligation to vet their clients uh, when onboarding them, and previously that would have uh, required internal processes, um, headcount, and quite a lot of administrative burden to get these mm-hmm. checks done. Um, with First AML, they utilize our technology and our platform to essentially streamline these checks. So um, our solution enables the fast tracking of customer onboarding for these firms that need to comply. So essentially, mm-hmm. they can request a case with First AML and our technology, which um, has become quite clever, can automate uh, the, these checks, which can become quite cumbersome, especially when you're dealing with uh, complex entity structures with multiple layers of ownership. 
um, because the AML laws require the digging through the layers of ownership to the ultimate beneficial owners and verifying the identity of those ultimate beneficial owners. So we equip our, our customers with, with this solution and they can get their clients onboarded with far less pain than before and, um, and you know, ensure that they are meeting their obligations while delivering quite a nice experience for their clients. So it makes it faster for them to do business. Does it also make it uh, cheaper as well for them if they're using First AML, given that a lot of the process traditionally, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of man hours dedicated to ensuring that uh, someone is compliant? Yeah, Justin, that's spot on. So um, we often talk about the cost-saving opportunity that firms have mm. with First AML, and um, this is especially relevant as we enter uh, this period of, of economic uncertainty and possible recessionary times. And you know, we can actually deliver a cost-saving to our customers because um, we can get these, uh, these KYC checks performed at a much lower um, cost given our scale and given our technology offering versus the alternative, which is, um, you know, to, to often employ a lot of resourcing internally and the, the manual mm. intervention needed to perform these checks. Is it possible to say how long it takes to do? Obviously, they're all going to be different, but how long does it take to do one of these checks using your software solution? Yeah, it absolutely is. And I think to, to, to start with, uh, I'll, I'll paint a picture of what it looked like before. And the genesis of our business was uh, actually the, the two co-founders that I work with, uh, Chris Kagu and Dion Baden, they were bankers at, uh, at big four banks in Australasia. And it would take them three weeks to onboard a customer uh, because of the level of um, administrative processes that needed to go into these AML mm. checks. And mm-hmm. so that, that's the starting point, three weeks to onboard a customer. With first AML, um, we can get this done in a matter of days. And uh, it's, we're able to achieve this because we have some clever uh, workflow automations and also the opportunity to verify individuals electronically wherever they are in the world. And so there's no, no longer a need to, for customers to obtain certified copies of their passports and their, their utility bills. Uh, we can, mm. we can p- perform these checks digitally. Um, and we also have quite a unique approach to uh, KYC and customer due diligence in that um, we are building up a database of pre-verified entities so when an entity goes through the first AML process, the, in the first instance, um, we collect the documents, we verify them, and then when that entity transacts in the future, uh, with their consent, we have the opportunity to reuse those previous documents supplied. Ah, and, there you go. Yes. And, and, and this significantly expedites uh, the, the, the processing the second time and each subsequent time. And this is really a unique aspect of our business and something that is uh, proving to be quite, quite a compelling proposition for everyone involved in our ecosystem because uh, the client uh, who is going through this process, they are very happy because they don't have to dig out their documents again and go through these processes over and over. 
our customer is happy because they get their client onboarded uh, very quickly and um, in quite a happy state. And of course, we're happy because we can facilitate this whole ecosystem. And I mentioned in my introduction, the business was set up in 2018. Was the genesis of the business focused around the pain points that your co-founders were having with onboarding clients and, and thinking that technology could be used to streamline the process? I mean, was that where the idea first came from, Millen? It, it absolutely was. And it was an observation that even a large bank with all its resourcing uh, wasn't able to, um, to, to really improve the way and the efficiencies of these processes. And um, it was an observation as well that, uh, you know, these, these poor clients were being subjected to AML checks over and over. And it seemed quite repetitive and it seemed quite intrusive um, for those clients. So those ob observations coming together um, with, with myself and these two co-founders, we realized that, hey, there's an opportunity for a technology play here. And frankly, there's got to be a better way to, to perform these checks. It's, mm. it's frustrating for everyone involved. And um, you sort of say the word AML and, and people sort of recoil with um, frustration. It's quite visible yeah. on their face. <laughs> and, 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 and we're looking to really turn that around. And, you know, we, we believe this is an important uh, part of the financial system. It's important to make sure um, money is clean and the individuals, um, you know, representing that money are, are um, not criminals. And so we believe in this legislation. It's about making it more streamlined. If we can go back to when you first set up the business, so you, you've come up with the idea, there's three of you. How did you go about leaving your full-time jobs and diving into a, into a startup business? that you then had to think about raising money and on your technology and websites and how are we, how are we going to do this? <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It was uh, terrifying at the, at the start to walk away from, you know, quite well-paying jobs and into the uncertainty of a startup world. But we had a strong belief in, in the product and the vision of, of what we were, what we were mm. wanting to do. And, and we also, um, we were really interested actually to to make something and build something from scratch and control our own destiny in terms of our career and so we're all at a at a stage in our corporate careers where there was some degree of disillusionment around the corporate uh -huh. path and yep. um yep. And, and 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 really an appetite to to forge our own path in the world and so it was um quite the quite the you know the um good timing um for us three founders to come together and and i think that's an important ingredient in any startup is having strong founder alignment and um and, and the founders on the same page and we're lucky enough to um to have crossed paths at the right point in our careers and in terms of um getting a runway of of capital what was the, what was that journey like and how has that evolved over the years that you've been in business? We were very lucky, I would say, in, in access to capital. And perhaps you make your own luck and perhaps we've had quite a compelling business to invest in. But um, we've 
never found it difficult to raise capital. Um, I think mm-hmm. the markets have changed in the last nine months, so I dare say going forward it will be a slightly different story. But um, we've raised four rounds of capital so far and we've, um, we've been lucky enough to connect with fantastic investors who have really believed in our vision and have provided a tremendous amount of support to, to our business um, you know, as part of that partnership. And so, yes, it's been a it's great been a great learning curve um, as none of us had raised capital from investors before. But um, we feel like we have a good handle on that now, and it's been a, a very important tool uh, for us to grow our business at the speed we've been growing it. Can you make a comment or an observation uh, if we turn to Australia briefly on some of the money laundering? controversies that we've seen here, particularly this year, 2022, some of the casinos and and other businesses have been caught up in all of this. Um, for someone who was in the industry, you're working in the industry, what, what, are, what are your thoughts when you look across the Tasman? Uh, what's going on in Australia? Yeah, I, I think in some of these organisations, we're seeing sort of systemic non-compliance and a lax attitude towards towards anti-money laundering and having the right measures in place and you know this must start at the at the top of these organizations and um there is this there is this culture of you know um profits at all cost uh rather than doing the right thing and there's been um some some notable uh organizations caught up in this with uh, action from the regulator Austrade. Mm. Yeah. Yes. And, 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 and so I think um, I think you know organizations uh, do need to wake up and they're, they're, these high profile cases are, I think are opening people's eyes to the fact that um, this is some this is some serious uh, this is a serious piece of legislation and compliance is uh, needs to be a priority for any organisation captured by it. So, are we? Are we? <laughs> the fact that there have been uh, fines, penalties, licences being removed, uh, does that mean we're getting better, or are we getting worse? <laughs> I don't know. I I think what we're seeing is an increase in the in the in the level of supervision by Austrac, and um, the you know I think Austrac essentially increasingly um, taking enforcement action uh, and I think that's a trend that will continue so um, I'm not I don't necessarily think we are uh, getting worse and in, in, in supporting money launderers I think we're seeing uh, actually just an increase in the activity of the of the regulator final question Millen let's let's look ahead to 2023 and beyond maybe the next uh, say 12 to, to 18 months what are your strategic objectives for for the business for first AML and what are you hoping to achieve yeah so we're really um, putting the foot down in the UK market and that uh, that market is becoming a, really a key focus for us given its size and given out how well our product is landing in the UK. Um, and so we're continuing to increase our uh, sales and marketing efforts in the UK. And that's a big focus for the next year and a half. Uh, on the technology side of things, 
Um, we are on an automation journey and we are continuing to invest in automating parts of our solution um, which um, which can be automated and ha- so, so such that we have less reliance on human intervention. And so that's a journey that we will continue focusing on over the next 12 to 18 months, as well as um, uh, something I touched on earlier is uh, the ability for our solution to um, retrieve previous AML verifications uh, from the database. And this is quite a unique and interesting aspect of our business. And in essence, we are creating an ecosystem uh, and we are the central node in that ecosystem where we can facilitate um, these KYC transfers. And we are going to be continuing to invest in the way in which this works and to um, continue driving efficiencies through these processes. Great stuff. Millen Cooper, co-founder and CEO of First AML. Thanks for coming onto the program and all the very best in the years ahead. Thank you. Thanks, Justin.